0: When you hear that sound, you know what time it is. It's River Valley Co-op Table Talk with your hosts, Matt Van Sloten and Travis Sullivan. (laughs) Matt, how are we doing today? We are doing fantastic. Well, that's great because guess what? We have a fungus among us. (laughs) That's right. We are talking none other than fungicide with our um, co-worker and crop protection execution lead. Did I get that right, Matt Buckman? You sure did.
1: Awesome. All right, another Matt here. This is going to be awesome.
0: Too many mats in one room, but
1: we'll deal with it. Ah, that's right. Just walk all over us like usual.
0: Anyway, Matt, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, just This is your first time coming on the podcast, correct?
2: Very first time. Rookie on the podcast today. Been with River Valley about uh, 20 years, um, in the role of a crop protection execution lead. Um, been in that role about uh, two years. Um, Focus on uh, the micronutrient, fungicide, crop protection aspect. Awesome.
0: Well, I mean, the the hot topic right now is, of course, fungicide with uh, with everything getting to that tassel point and uh, and moving towards and fungicide. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, the the weather patterns we've had and and what that means for potential diseases and and what we have out there.
2: Yeah, the current weather pattern with with the rainfall we've been getting the last uh, two, three weeks, um, the cooler temperatures, the disease forecast maps have drastically changed in the last two weeks. Um, Our disease pressure and forecast is considerably higher. We're in a high risk for tar spot, northern corn, leaf blight, um, a lot of diseases will, will show up this year, um, relatively soon.
1: So you're talking to all the stuff's showing up pretty soon. So obviously we're probably looking at the, the best way to get after these things, be preventative, not try to get it after the fact, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, fungicides do carry both a curative and a preventative, but, uh, as you know, it's a lot easier to prevent things than uh, than always try to attack them on the curative side. Awesome, and and these fungicides have come a long ways, right? We
0: no longer need to to wait until that brown silk in order to take advantage of the full residual
2: that the fungicide has, right? Yeah, absolutely. The the new fungicides that that have uh, come out here in the last two or three years have a sixty day residual uh, life with them. Um, so anytime we get Close to tassel, we can go a week or two before tassel, through to full tassel, um, to get our 60-day residual.
1: Well, super. That that makes it a little more, we'll call it application-friendly, if anything else, because I, I have to say I don't think we can spray everything in one day. When a lot of this corn was planted fairly close, and some of it will tassel and do those same stages as we go through throughout the life cycle of it, we can't get it all done at one time. So that, that gives us a lot of flexibility, and, and I'd probably agree with that. What I've seen as well is I've never been able to really say that, oh, I went too early. Um, so w- along with that, we're, we've been using some, some we'll call it, adjuvants to help that stuff stick as, as we're going through, whether it's a ground, whether it's an aerial application, those kind of things. Do you have a little insight on, on what we should be using and what's, what's a great...
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so we use Masterlock. So so Masterlock is a combination of a surfactant deposition aid. So it will it will help keep the fungicide from evaporating when it's applied by plane or by ground um, cover and spread on that plant to get uh, the the most effective use of that fungicide.
0: Okay.
1: So we're going to rewind this clock. I know some of, some of probably hopefully our listeners have had some maybe of these issues that we talked about timing and using some of these pieces that the challenge usually has always been that, that arrested ear syndrome. Oh, I don't want to go too soon because, you know, I had, I had all these funny looking ears and everything else that happened. Are we going to see that with this Master Lock?
2: Yeah, with, with Master Lock, no. So we can go back in time a little bit in the, in the fungicide progression. When they first came out, we did have uh, uh, NPE was part of that adjuvant package, and it did cause some arrested ear um, syndrome maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, Today, all of the adjuvants that are used with fungicides are NPE free. So there's no worry about arrested ear syndrome or or any issues with pollination, um, timing, at all when we apply Master Lock or or any anything that we would recommend with a fungicide. That's awesome. It does basically
0: Master Lock is kind of putting that ear on parole then,
2: if he would say instead of arrested.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that You were the only one laughing at that one. That was horrible, Travis.
0: I'm sure someone's laughing out there.
1: No, I don't think they are. That's my that's, mother that's still listens. Sympathy of anything else. So. So we, we, we've talked, you know, we're probably in this a little bit on the corn side, talking tassels and everything else. But any guidelines and some things we want to watch out for on um, like the soybean side as well? Yes.
2: Yeah, so, so as the same as corn, the, the disease forecast maps are are blowing up with potential diseases. So uh, when we get to R3, um, which could be in the next week or two, um, fungicides should be should be flying on soybeans also.
1: All right. So we're stacking it on top of each other. Boy, oh man, better get out there a little bit sooner than if anything else. That's that application timing.
0: That's right. So Matt, tell me a little bit too, we obviously talked weather. Um, There's been some, unfortunately with the moisture, there's been some inclement weather in parts of our listening area. Um, For those that might have had some corn that they, corn fields that they had planned on putting fungicide on that now, um, you know, unfortunately are are laying kind of flat. um, What would you suggest to those growers that You know, potentially are looking to maybe remove that from their schedule of fungicide.
2: Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, The the corn that's uh, maybe leaning a little bit, Um, it's more important on a crop that's leaning to put a fungicide application on. So, as you know, after last year's duratio, harvestability is a big deal when we get to the to that point, Um, and the fungicide will help keep those plants intact. Um, to get it in the combine right it, it'd be really nice to to get that stuff in the combine especially where the the grade markets are today right well and in, in,
0: in some cases some of that stuff leaning is just kind of an extra breeding ground for some of those diseases that we'd be seeing too right so absolutely
1: super so we've talked a lot of fungicide here and everything else but um, is there anything else that we can do with this crop I mean, we're flying across there anyway what else what else we got
2: yeah, a couple other things. Um, as you're driving around, you'll, you'll start to hear some Japanese beetles hit the windshield. Um, they are out in the crop fields. Um, it's a very good time to put an uh, insecticide with to, to kill a Japanese beetle and or rootworm. We're starting to see uh, a lot of the rootworm uh, damage show up, um, and that will help uh, to, to put an insecticide to kill the rootworm beetles. Um, try to kill them before they lay eggs for for next year so so insecticide and then also a micronutrient right you want to we want to push yield um, the micronutrients will help with with pollination with grain fill kernel retention pod retention that that uh, all that good stuff so so micronutrient timing would, is, is excellent with fungicide application and that's all in the same application, right? We don't have to
0: make multiple passes or anything like that. Yep. So no, just one pass. Well, That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's well, and that's a good point. You know, I've heard I've heard as well. We've had a lot of rootworm beetles. I've uh, heard of that kind of is on the rise. And you know, those suckers, to laying eggs, love to start chewing on silks, and that'll really mess up that pollination too. So, we got we got to do it and do it at, at IPM standards and everything else. But we've seen some huge benefits to that over the past few years. Get some big dollars back. On and a comment on the, on those, the, let's say the micros, tissue samples too that we've seen coming back on some of this corn looks a little bit on the, well, not say the
0: starved side,
1: but a little bit on the short side. So it's a great opportunity. And with these green markets, let's capture those bushels, right?
0: That's right. Yeah. Just take advantage of every piece we got out there. Absolutely. And, you know, like, like uh, both Matt said, uh, put that Beetlejuice out there, right? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I said it.
1: We, we better start wrapping this up. These jokes are getting worse and worse as we keep going. So, Well, with that, I guess you know, we, we appreciate your time here, Matt. Um, I, and I guess for all of our listeners out there, for any more information and uh, to have, have one of our account managers look through that field or give you the best recommendation, make sure you reach out to us. Uh, and until next time,
0: keep your boots on the ground.